With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. The Team Never Quit podcast is sponsored by Navy Federal Credit Union, and they don't just serve the Navy, they serve the Army, Marine Corps, Air Force, Coast Guard, and even Space Force. No matter where you're at in your military career, they offer the products and resources to help you navigate your finances. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. All right, everybody, welcome back to the TNQ Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Luttrell. Every week, it's my job to fire you up, to ignite the legend inside of you, and to push you to your greatness. Join me every week as I take you into my briefing room with some of the most hard-charging people on the planet. They're going to show you how to embrace the suck of life, teach you the values of working your ass off, and charge through whatever life throws at you. This is the Team Never Quit Podcast. Podcast. So buckle up, buttercup. Welcome back to another episode of the Team Never Quit podcast. Easter's coming up. Do you guys have any big plans for Easter? The ranch. At Easter egg hunt, I'm Cajun, so we do egg pockin'. It's a thing. It's a contest. And my grandparents are coming in. Explain. Egg pockin'? Yeah, egg pockin'. So you take, um, you know, you dye your Easter eggs. And um, after you dye them, you have a basket. Like, say you would have a basket, I would have a basket. And we're competing against each other. So you take an egg, I have an egg, and you do the um, small part of the egg, and you hit it against each other. So that's pocking it. And whoever, whoever has the egg that cracks loses. And this is a thing in Louisiana. It's like a statewide thing. And people bet money on it, like real money. It's a thing. I've never I'm telling heard of you. This is crazy. If you're from Louisiana, and actually Southern Living did a um, a write up on it one time, and I was like, oh, they're talking about egg pocket because <laughs> nobody knows it unless you're from like middle of nowhere Louisiana. Um, so it's a thing. We our family does an egg pocket contest. We didn't, and you can't slam it. It's like a you just tap it, so you can't be like, oh, I'm gonna get you and crack it. It's like a little tap. Yeah. Interesting. We didn't do egg, we didn't. egg pocking in Long Island, New York. We did pencil break in high school. I remember in junior high and elementary school, but no, no. That's the closest thing to pocking <laughs> you've ever done. What are y'all doing for Easter? Probably just regular church brunch. No egg pocking. No egg pocking. As the kids get older, <laughs> like we go out onto the ranch, uh, the safer they are, the more they can venture out. Like I, I'll make the scavenger hunt for the eggs. One of them will be out in the middle of the lake on a little float. They got to go figure out how to get it, right? Oh. And that'll be, there's a reward out there. So it's like, a, it becomes like a treasure hunt instead of, <laughs> of the, the normal found it around the house. Yeah. Marcus kind of yeah. loves it. treasure hunts. Man, yeah. That's cool. Like around here, he has buried so many things that he, <laughs> want, he draws maps to. And one day he wants the kids to find. That's so cute. Yeah. We do it all over the world. Like, we travel around cool. and, and get, drop waypoints. Like when we travel, we'll take a coin. Plant it somewhere, and then get the waypoint. So what we when we geocaching? Pass, no, but it's, it's our, just for our family. It's for our family. So oh. when yeah. kids get older, it gives them an incentive to travel. I was like, I'm, you're going to travel, and you're going to go That's and so see cute. what your mother we and I saw. We have challenge coins buried in Bangkok. Ireland, Thailand, Ireland, Budapest. A, it's everywhere. Oh, that's so cool. And this is, this is just for the kids. This yeah, is it's not just for, for the like kids. kids. We can't go do yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, we have geocached, but this is not part of... It's our own This is for them to learn how to appreciate what we, we got to do. And we have great. saved the GPS coordinates of where the coins are. And he has one on top of the Latrell Castle in Ireland. Yeah, the castle. Not our castle, but it's called the. They say Luttrell. 
over there. I don't care how they say it. I'm from the South. So um, my way, it's but okay. it's spelled the same. <laughs> and we went there, and he snuck up somehow. We were having dinner. Somehow. And he oh, gets somehow. up on the roof of this <laughs> castle and um, that cool? hides a coin. We yeah. had so much fun. She surprised us on one of our anniversaries. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I'd ever been there. It was in Ireland, in the Aww. town. In the town. Yeah, he... Uptress Town, and... and um, he had no idea we were going. I had no idea. We yeah. rolled up on that sucker, man. The dude standing out, red carpet, mm-hmm. glass champagne. Wow. It was cool, because our honeymoon was a disaster. Uh, we, we could talk about... Uh, that, that's the best story ever. So we take an anniversary trip every year, and he... Um, we get up to the castle, and this like fancy Irish butler guy is standing there. We just had dinner there. And the guy um, says, welcome, Mr. Luttrell. And, uh, <laughs> and Marcus said, so this is my castle. <laughs> and yeah. he was like, for the night it is. And he goes, well, uh, back in the day, we used to take things back by force. I'm here. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> and the guy's like, you can have it. <laughs> we're the best time. We've been back Aww. ever since. Yeah, yeah. we still killed Oh, yeah, they're great people. He was that whole time so much fun. For the castle. <laughs> So we do a thing on the show every single week where we ask a Patreon question. It's where our Patreon members can ask a question to you guys. The question of the day, if the internet permanently crashed, would you cry or be happy? At this point, I would be happy. I'd be ecstatic. I'd be happy. I think I agree. I guess. I mean, it's not a, yeah, it wouldn't change anything in in how I do business. Marcus never carries his phone. I don't ever carry my phone. It's just like <laughs> the, like the smaller laptop, right? Can I be you? Can I be can I be, can I be the other Marcus for the day? Yeah. <laughs> he literally doesn't like. He stopped putting his email on a phone. He does not check his email at all. I don't all. have an email, really. I had to put his email address on my phone in case something important comes through, because he does not. I mean, she's got something like seven thousand emails. I was like, well, obviously, that wasn't important enough to. Because if I if I need to be if I need to be handling something, I, I, trust me, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. And they'll keep text messages from I don't years ago. Anything. Years ago, and I mean, like you can really literally go back and look up something that, that I did. She can look it up. Something I did to piss her off. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm like, why would you keep that? Because <laughs> I learn, right? I've learned every time I screw up, so I don't do that. It's just a reminder. Mm-hmm. Like she she doesn't forget anything, anyways. Now show I just, you. she shows it to me. Now it's like a. <laughs> Hey, you remember this thing yeah, you, you did, did back in that. February <laughs> oh, of this year? I'm like, mm-mm. No, no I, I kind of live for the day, that. dude. So uh, I thought, and it's just, that cracks me up. <laughs> yeah, you can't get away, get away with as much with the internet. It's just, it's all for tape, you know? Yeah. There's no cutting it out. Well, no, thanks out there. It's oh, a yeah, great it's tool. <laughs> yeah, it's a great tool. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's information at, the, at your fingertips. Yeah, thank goodness we didn't have phones and internet. Really have internet in college? I would have been terrible. I didn't have, I didn't get my first phone until after I had Hunter. So I was a mom, a single mom with no cell phone. <laughs> Nowadays, like no one, everybody has a phone. I got my first phone September twelfth of two thousand one, the day after nine eleven. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Why well, you use your? Car phone all the time. Oh, I did have a car in like installed in my phone. Did you have a bag or, phone? I mean, did you have the bag phone with the, no. the antenna when you put it on the roof to get it off? You'd have to scrape the paint off the. Remember that thing? That magnet was so freaking hardcore. I had the mount in my car. So oh, that you was actually fancy. like, you had a oh, cord that, yeah, and it up and fancy. hung it up. That was that fancy one. <laughs> fancy red Firebird her senior year. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. And a car phone. Using your phone and driving her car. Yeah. With a cord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I bet if you put started putting those back in the cars, it'd be a thing again because of how that was like. Man, it would just be cool. Yeah, car on his phone. It's like people buying record players now. Like record players are a VCR. Yeah, our daughter uses a Polaroid now. It's really. We have one here, and before you leave, we have to take a picture. Oh, for sure. Bring pagers back. I'll take a pager. Oh my gosh, I used to have a pager. Those are cool. 911. Yeah. It's an emergency. Yeah. Or if you were mad at someone, you do like the hell, like whatever the numbers are. So into it. (laughs) Something three. Yeah. Yeah. Three. One, one. I don't remember, but I I actually did that to people. Hell. I think you put an O on it, it could say hello, too. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> you can. Right, you can, right? You can be polite. You can be like, You can be nice. Hello. You can be nice. 
Oh my gosh. Well, hey guys, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the show on YouTube. We're dropping videos every single week, which is awesome. And if you're not already, follow us on social media. You can head over to teamneverquit.com slash social. You can get access to all of our social links. Thank you so much for our Patreons, for all you guys do to support the show. We've got a great guest in store. Melanie, would you like to introduce Amber and Marcus? Yes. So... Y'all, welcome. Thank you. Um, Marcus and Amber. Marcus was in the teams and um, the two Marcuses. And him and Amber have been together for how long have y'all? Almost 24 years. years. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What do you say? He's like, four years. She was more like 80. (laughs) That's crazy. And um, they are blowing up on socials and everything everybody's talking about them because they have this organization um for vets and they are literally healing guys every single day and it's just their work is amazing so we can't wait to get into your story and learn about why you're doing this what um drove you to start this organization and hear your story Thank you. Yeah, and we thanks, really thanks, cannot Marcus. take credit for any of the work that we're doing because it seems like it's just happening. It seems like it's meant to be, and we're just kind of uh, vessels for helping it you know, come to life. But it's been really surreal, and it's been an honor and a privilege to pay this forward. That's Charlie. That was Charlie. Yeah. That wasn't you? Yeah. We oh, have- Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry, guys. Charlie has a trachea problem. We have Charlie. My my service dog. My my thirteen pound multi poo. Um, Can we start back from like how y'all met and just hear your story from like Marcus says? um, Let's treat this like Joe Dirt and uh, go back to day one. (laughs) I got they they brought me on the Joe Rogan podcast and I. God's first one, just, that's the second one or third one. I didn't, I don't do those very much. I was like, I wonder how this is going to go. And I was like, well, let's just do it the Joe Dirt way. Start from the beginning and then we'll <laughs> how we got here. Yeah. And uh, so, but in here, we, no gotcha questions or anything. We're here to talk about what you guys are doing, how you got together, back it all up. Y'all yeah. been together for a long time and we're brothers in the team. So yeah, everyone let's hear those stories. Yeah, no, this is good. I mean, if I had a dollar for everyone who thought I was you at a fundraiser, um, I told you, I would, I would just let them talk. They would, you know, I could see them. They would like make their way over and like, oh, Marcus, you know, and I'd say, oh, here we go. <laughs> you know, your, your book and just everything you've done. And I would just let them talk and like, you know, you in the movie. And I wanted to say like, you know, that was an actor, right? Like I actually wasn't in the movie and I would let them go. And then I'd have to burst their bubble and say, you know, I'm, I'm the other Marcus. I'm Marcus Capone. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're like the millionth person that thought I was on the trail. Anyway, so. <laughs> the beard's covered, hide us real well. I just recently shaved mine. <laughs> it is ironic that you guys are named the same and are similar in size and appearance. So mm-hmm. it's easy to get you confused. Yeah, he's like six four. I'm like six four and a quarter. Bro, I've had people. <laughs> I, I've had people have uh, entire conversations with me thinking I'm Chris Kyle. Oh, after I mean, like, like, uh, I mean recently, like, I'm like you. Call, realize... Hauling me down, and I, I wouldn't even yeah. turn around because I, I just there's been a couple times when I was walking in and they they. Like, hey, I just want to tell you I appreciate everything. I was like, man, you know, he, he that dude was dead. Yeah. But, you know, I, after a while, I wouldn't tell him because I, I wanted to hear those because I would relay them to Taya. Mm-hmm. Oh, so so, so Taya. people come yeah. up and, and tell me something about their their father or something, how wonderful it was. I hold on to it now. Like, I, it's not a thing. Seals, we're, that's what we do. Like, Mojo, there's, we get confused with each other all the time. All of us do, actually. Absolutely. Everyone everyone was on the Bin Laden raid. At least you had better been, unless Robbie's standing there. You know, so, <laughs> 100%. 100%. Because we take the good and the bad ones. We're known for our, our when we get our butts kicked, but then we're also known for when we when we do really well. And that's, that's what we call the teams. That's People why there's not very many me, of us. They mistake me for Tom Brady. Um, I, don't know, I don't know why. Tom, but. that guy. Because <laughs> you're such a goat. I mean, everything. <laughs> I know. He just changed his name, man. I know. So Got a perfect funny. smile, dent, breath always probably smells good. You know, he's always happy. <laughs> Clothes always fit, fit. You know, I'm talking about like Tom. Right Come on, you just know, like there's somebody down here that's not fair. Yeah, that's him. All right, well, it's true. And he's the nicest guy. He is very. We met him. Like, yeah, he's the nicest guy. I mean, it's what a goat. Freaking <laughs> goat. Marcus was a quarterback, which is actually how we met. Barely. <laughs> I did. I played for Amber's dad. Oh, yeah. how cool. Yeah, he recruited me from New York. Oh, my gosh. So how, how was that meetup? 
Was he well, digging? Is that why you quit? Is that why you weren't playing you know, anymore? Here's what's, here's what, here's what's <laughs> funny. Once you started dating her, you he knew you were quarterback. No, this is great. So he came out. They came out to recruit me in New York, and I remember like starting. I just looked at some of the media guides, and I started reading about, uh, you know, Coach Watson's family, and then I saw that he had a daughter that was, you know, looked like around our age. And I'm like. Well, that's kind of cool. He's got a daughter. I wonder, you know, wonder if I'd ever meet her. Aww. She's kind of cute. <laughs> Did you see a photo of me? I think there was a photo of you somewhere. I saw your photo in the paper. So yeah. did you get to actually look at the recruits, like all the information? No. Oh, no. My dad kept me totally away from oh, anyone on the team. And at that time, I was in high school. So I was just coming into the age when I was like 12, you know, uh -huh. whatever. It wasn't an issue. But as I got older, it was like, mm, nope. Um, and How cool would it be if you're like, Dad, this one is so cute. Pick him. <laughs> pick him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we need no, him. No, <laughs> I, I didn't. Um, yeah, yeah. They think differently we do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't actually know anything about him. I had been hearing about him because he was from New York and it was supposed to be so good and a really big deal. My dad was super excited to get him. And Yeah, and it turned out not to be that good. And no, no. I dated his daughter. I mean, no, I saw his picture in the paper. I'll leave it at that. I saw his picture in the paper and I thought, like, oh, he's really cute. And so my dad ended up taking another job, and we um, ended up being at the same place. We met, and I instantly was like, oh, oh yeah, he's my type. I thought we would probably date for a couple of weeks. It was kind of a goal of, date. you know, between my, my girlfriends. I'm like, <laughs> I'm dating him for a couple of weeks, uh -huh. and uh, 24 years later. Yeah, as a high school senior, too. Oh, yeah. We actually met the gosh. summer before Go my senior year. Going into your senior year. Yeah. Yeah, so Marcus decided I ended up changing all of my college plans. To Where'd y'all meet at? Southern Illinois University. Like, first like meet that's up the first day you well, saw no, him Well, yeah, we met at a bowling alley. One of my friends uh, needed a hot extract a from What's a uh, situation. <laughs> and I went to get her, and he was there. And then I saw you a couple other times. It was packed. It was packed, and I had uh, buddies on the team that were bouncers there. And, there was a nightclub inside the bowling alley. And uh, one of the guys come up and they go, hey, hey, Coach Coach Watson's daughter's here. I'm like, no way. Where is she? Right? Immediately, I was like, where is she? Like, I want to hook up with her. Um, <laughs> You're <did> not. <laughs> <laughs> and then I see her. And I'm like, so you're a freshman in college. I was, no, he was a, I was a sophomore at that time. A sophomore. Okay. Yeah. And I saw her and I'm like, wow, she's actually really cute. And then she found out who I was. And she came over to me, and I, I said, think oh, you had you're a, the you may have had a few drinks. I don't no, know. No, 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 Maybe no. Were... I went to get. Um... So you were just angry naturally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was called from someplace else to go get my best friend who had too much to drink. Uh, and, that's why you were pissed. And I had to, you know, go go get her. Upset for her. So these were the first words. These are the first beautiful words I heard from her. She's like, you're the freaking quarterback that, like, my dad you no, got, got, I didn't you got in that. all this trouble. And, you know, my dad was supposed to get me a car. That's not what I said. And, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You were like, No, I remember what no. I said. I said, oh, you're this the is my story. I was flirting <laughs> with you. I was flirting you with you. You were not flirting with me. I said, oh, you're the troublemaker. No, you're the troublemaker. Exactly. That's all I said. I was just adding some color to it. <laughs> anyway. So we, uh, I changed my college plans, and I stayed where Marcus was. And um, You want to talk about our first night together? No, I mean, <laughs> no, might be listening. No, I mean, oh, he's definitely the, gonna be here. The date, the date that we went on. <laughs> anyway, um, so fast forward. Marcus yeah, decided. Dad's, gonna, <laughs> dad's literally gonna kill Marcus me. Marcus watched GI Jane and decided to become a seal. <laughs> Is that true? Oh, we're telling all. We're telling everything on this show. Stand by. You've literally said this story. What story? No, you. G.I. Jane came out at the, around the same time that a Discovery Channel special came out, and he was watching guys do pool comp. We, we were actually watching G.I. Jane. At Buds. You can tell. We were watching, I was watching G.I. Jane with my roommate, who went into the Air Force and flew F-18s. Uh, anyway, he decided he wanted to go to Buds, and I was like, I don't know what that is. There was no war. There was, you know... I didn't know anything about the military, but I knew like we've been dating for a while now, like almost three years, and I just wanted to let him do his thing, and I thought I would do my thing, and um, then I found out I was pregnant with our son. Oh, yeah, and so not sure how. We, we only held <laughs> coach, hands up until that coach, point. Coach, we don't know how <laughs> that happened. 
Yeah. So, you know, suddenly everything was like totally in flux because he had all these plans and so did I, but not really. And so it was tough for several months. And then we ended ended up sticking it out. And uh, we almost didn't, though. We almost didn't. We almost like we almost parted. It was a really scary time. Yeah. And I just thought, you know what? I actually had conversation with two military guys that were at Southern Illinois. One was a Marine, one was a, one was in the Army, and they're like, "Dude, you need to take care of this. You need to take care of this boy. Like, you need to man up and like do this." And I'm like, "Yeah, all right. You know, what? I like these guys. I wanted to be like them. They were older. They made their bed. They washed their clothes. Not like the rest of us college kids." And so they were like mentors at the time, and I think they gave me a little bit of, um, you know, I had a little bit of. Uh, I was trying to, you know, really just trying to be like them. And when they said that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to man up. You know, I'm going to get married. I'm going to take care of this son, and we're going to be fine. So that's kind of what what went on in my head and conversations I had. Yeah, so um, Caden, our son, was born in May. You enlisted in June. And then you know you I don't know how that all went down, but anyway, it was like bam, 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 bam. Graduated college. Graduated. Had Caden. Yeah. Got enlisted, married. Got married. Enlisted. Went to boot camp. What year was that? Nine, 1999. 1999. Right? 2000. Yeah. 2000. No, no, no. Yeah, 2000. What bus class were you? 236. Oh, so yeah, that's right. Formosa. Were you oh. testing me just then? No. You tried to stump <laughs> no, me. No, I'm you? just asking. I'm trying to figure out. You know his team got wife, right? I was like, did you know what bus class you're in? I'm not. That was October. Did you test me? October 2001. (laughs) Well, I've actually had people before when I was like in the middle of a conversation and somebody from like the side, you know, like total blue falcon. (laughs) What buds class were you in? And I'm like, wait, huh? You know, and it took me like three seconds to remember because, you know, I can't remember anything. Oh my gosh, no. I only asked that because I know Morgan went in around the same time. He did. He was there. No, he was there. Okay. Because I was 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 the last class in 99. Yeah. It's funny sometimes if... As I was going through all that stuff, I, I, people would ask me that too, and I'd make up some obscure freaking number just to give them a ninety nine. Yeah, <laughs> Bravo eleven, kind of, but you know, some, some something completely. Yeah, yeah. So team Shadow. That shadow. Was at, uh, Someone told him that was at jump school. So team Shadow. That's pretty sexy though. Such a good story. How do we not have a seal team named Shadow? We need to probably <laughs> next on the list. That, that that is a good story, but I, maybe I'll save it. Okay, yeah. sorry. So you go into buds. You've got a brand new wife, a baby, brand new, brand new baby. Yeah, he How was like that? one of two or three guys married at buds. We lived in the tall white towers next door, and um, I was away from my family for the first time ever with uh, a baby. With a baby, yeah. At twenty. At twenty. At twenty. Ooh. Yeah, that's hard. It's tough. Yeah, I had Hunter when I was nineteen, so I know. How hard that, that that is for sure. My dad is a huge part of like how resilient I've been able to be, which parlays nicely with the podcast because his motto to me growing up was never quit, never quit, ever, anything. And so whether it was like not wanting to disappoint him or just really like digging down there, I was never going to quit. Mm-hmm. And... It, it was just suddenly, you know, you go from being a 20-year-old high school sophomore, or sorry, a college sophomore to being a mom and a wife and your husband's in buds. And then 9-11 happened. He graduated October 2001. I think I stupidly thought, like, when buds is over, this is over. And then even after the, the attacks, I was just like, we just got to get through buds. We had no idea. <laughs> That's <laughs> no awesome. Idea. Oh my gosh. No idea. Pretty crazy. I mean, what 20 year old would? That's like, That's a great point. it makes me think of, um, Marcus always says like, when you have to get through something, just draw a line in the sand and, you know, just make your short goals get there right. and then make your next goal. I mean, that's what you had to do mentally. It's what you were doing mentally, whether it was um, fight or flight. Like, okay, we just have to get through buds. Everything's going to be okay. Or we just have to get to that next step and everything's yeah. going to be okay. I remember thinking too, like, um, like, wow, Navy SEALs are really tough. Like, you really don't hear about anything happening to them. That gave me... A lot of peace. And then... And then you're like, what happened to my husband? No, then the helicopter crash happened. And I was like, oh, wait, like this, 
this is not what I thought it was. And for the first time ever as a wife, I got really, really scared about what the future, you know, what deployments could be. But he kept deploying. And, um, you know, the years just kept ticking by. So you are in, you get out of BUDS, 9-11 kicks off. Are you just sent into a bunch of workups or do you just immediately deploy? How does that? Yeah, no, I was, um, we, we had our class split into two. They had just commissioned SEAL Team 10 and Team 7 at the time. So mm. half of us went to 10 on the East Coast and then half stayed on the West Coast. So I went to the East Coast, which was my first choice. Um, and yeah, no, we jumped into platoon and, and worked up for two years. So, and that was, you know, that was fun. So it didn't deploy right away. No, yeah. No. Oh, cause right when 9-11 happened, everyone thinks it kicked off. There was, there was a gap. Yeah. Uh, we had yeah. to figure out what was going on, who yeah, did yeah, what, yeah. where to go and how to, how to advance on it. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I just, just graduated. Yeah. We all dropped in so that whole. I barely knew how to point a weapon at that time at anything. <laughs> I think I showed up to my command uh, January 1st, 2001. Well, because you, you went to 18 Delta. Well, I took the long course. Yeah, yeah. he went to El- I mean, if, if after gonna, Buds, went to 18 I remember when uh, they were, you know, you feel like your dream sheet, what SEAL teams you want to go to when you're in Buds, most of all the guys got it. Nowadays, you kind of get sent to your coast, right? Well, since I was in 18 Delta, I didn't have a, a rate. I was undesignated. I didn't even have rank. I mean, you didn't I, even if, have a trident yet. Nothing. As a matter of fact, they would tell me every day, it's like, you get kicked out of here. We're not gonna only gonna send you to a boat or a submarine. There might be some dude you don't even know. Because <laughs> I, mean, I, I was just, I came in here to be a SEAL. That's it. Plain and simple. And my, my schools kept keeping me away. Three and a half years. The guys I graduated buds with showed back up when I, when I got to the team. They'd already been on deployment and come back. That's got to be tough. It was. It was hard on me. I remember that was tough for the guys. They, they pulled me away and sent me to the army for which is. In the long run, it was great. Yeah. I, I wound up loving, loving every bit of it. Yeah, but at the time, like, you yeah, want, I want immediate satisfaction now. Sure. Right. Yeah. But the guys he went to buds with, when he got back from 18 Delta, they're the ones that gave him his birds. So yeah, that like, was hey, we, special for him. That was a big deal. That was cool. Well, yeah. I was lucky. I got the, I got to graduate SQT. You're the first class? Yes. Because my brother was the second. Yes. Er, we were the first class. Because he got his. I remember I got my Trident, and two days later, he was graduating from SQT and got his. But he was 237. You were 236, right? Yeah. So he was the second class. Yeah. You were the first. Yeah, I think we actually had ours before some of the guys in 235 were getting them from their team. Or, oh, yeah. Or the tra- they gave them out because they knew we yeah, were right, getting right. them. <laughs> well, that's what happened to me. Yeah, they literally, he's 228. Yeah. They literally pinned me because I was going to my brother's graduation. I still didn't have my bird. <laughs> I was going through my Trident boards. <laughs> You're like, who are these guys? They're walking around. So did you and Morgan not go in together? No way. They separated us. But, okay, so did you, how did you end up in Bud's classes that far apart? Okay, so I came in um, a a little bit early. I started to, he had to finish college. And then he finished, and then it wasn't that far. It was five classes. He was 237, I was 228. I mean, we had the same instructors. You went in at 226, though. I did. I was on a long plan. I, I broke my leg. <laughs> I was on a long plan in college. Same thing. I've been on a long plan the whole time. That's why I've been most. Yeah. Slow is smooth, smooth is fast. <laughs> I've always been taught that. Like, don't ever, you know, enjoy every piece of this. So I think it was my, my chief, my teammates, when they were like, hey, I was like, my brother's graduating. You know, he was the honor man. I was the anchor man, believe it or not. Like, dude can run and do everything. He does it really well. They just beat me to death. I think that's what I thought was funny. But normally you just get beat by the instructors of the phase you're in. With Mojo, because we were, tw- oh, and we switched in buds too. There was that. That um, he got full benefit from every instructor every day. For a day. It's not like. Just a day. <laughs> a day of buds. Just, just a day of buds for six, seven months. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, when he came out, there was, there was a two year, was it a year and some change? Almost two year separation. Because yeah. I was, they, and maybe they got that's in why a they, lot of trouble. I mean, yeah, I we, think people hear that story and they're like, and nothing happened to them. No, they did get in a lot of trouble. Because they, they actually took, switched. They yeah. actually, Marcus got hurt and he had already <laughs> been rolled. And so they, I hadn't been rolled yet. I was still hurt. I, it was right before I got rolled. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, they, he could have done the class. Anyway, they, um, Morgan 
was still in college. The reason it was such a big deal is because he was still in college. He wasn't even in the Navy yet? He wasn't in the Navy. (laughs) That same face would have been up for. (laughs) And they, Morgan took Marcus's place for like a run or something. And it ended up coming out like right before graduation. Are are they like asking y'all if... Like, Remember at the on third phase at the island, like, hey, would y'all get away with? Oh yeah. So I'd been rolled out of the class, and they said, well, we had a set of twins, and they, we switched them. And somebody, yeah, coughed they, it up, and then all the instructors aren't done. They were like, oh, well, we got some of them here right now. And uh, so then Marcus had a, a um, what do you call that? The board? Like, yeah, I'd see the admiral. I mean, I, I skipped board. every freaking XOI, all that stuff, went straight to saw the boss. Yeah. There's a lot of people in there. Yeah, he got there. in trouble, and then but the thing is. When he graduated, and then he was like, oh, by the way, y'all be seeing my brother <laughs> in a little bit. Morgan comes in and gets his ass beat. Yeah. Oh, like, I bet. Thank that's you, how Morgan. they punished me. Yeah. So they punished Morgan. But the thing is, it shows Morgan's character for being honor man because he put out so hard every day. I mean, his peers, everybody saw how bad he got his ass beat, and he still took it every day and was – and wasn't going to quit, and he just kept coming yeah. back. Yeah, you because know, the, the team guys walk in and be like, hey, man, your brother, he quit. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'd go <laughs> running out there, then, then they'd say something else. It, it was just, uh, it's always a they constant. They would just fuck with him. Yeah, man. You know, new guy, you're not even anybody in the, in the team still after two or three platoons, you can say something. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Is your one platoon wonder, new guy first, one platoon wonder, two pump chump, you know, the <laughs> three, threes and fours, those guys are the mafia. Yeah, I was the only I was the only new guy in my first platoon. That was oh, really? not fun. <laughs> East Coast, I can't even. Where'd you go first? Ten. Oh, right on. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. You know, I wasn't. Uh, you know, I wasn't a turd, so I didn't get a. That's the only thing we had going for us. You know? Yeah. <laughs> thank goodness. Um, otherwise, that that could have been real bad. Mm-hmm. On my plaques, when it says "squared away dirtbag," yeah, that's the best compliment <laughs> I ever got. <laughs> Because when we're at work, you're squared away. I mean, work harder than anybody else. That's what I always tell myself. But then when we go play, you play hard. I thought that was a thing. My chief told me that. So that's why I, I ran the way I ran. My chief, when he saw me for the first time, he's like, I want you living on the edge where the demons live. He's like, I'll pull you back when you had enough. And look what he did to me. <laughs> I mean, look what that sucker put me through. A good piece of advice <laughs> while you are a SEAL. Right. When if you have the guys to pull you back. out, <laughs> you should not walk yeah, where yeah. the demons walk. And um, I had so, we had so much fun, right? Yeah, it's hard to um, to run wild if you have no one that's putting a choker collar on you. So Yeah. Man, they could because we hang out with them dudes that will just kill you. Yeah. Just I mean, keep, make you life like you can't believe. Look what they do to us just to get in that fraternity. Can you imagine what they do to us when we mess up? It's hilarious. My gosh. Now, because, you know, we lived through <laughs> You know, because now we made it. So Team 10, let's go back to that. You're a new mom, and then you you have an, another yeah. little girl. Yeah, so in 2002, we had our daughter Maggie, and so I had two little kids. And um, I was just trying to navigate, you know, what is this community? What is this world? What, what have we got ourselves into? I saw right away that there were two kinds of wives. There were those that were really bitter and angry and gossipy and hateful. And there were those that really, you know, carried themselves well and supported their husbands um, and just leveled up. And I decided that's who I wanted to be. And so, um, yeah, I had great mentors. Uh, Team 10 was kind of a blur. I don't know. It's all been a blur. It's all been a blur. Yeah. It's all been yeah. a blur. Yeah. What do you want to hear? I feel like that's the I way I want to hear all of it. I want to hear all of it. Well, I worked up. Yeah, I worked up for two years, and then we went to, um, we went to Germany. Mm-hmm. That, was our, that was our fun first deployment. So I didn't do a whole lot there. We trained a lot around, you know, Europe and Africa and few other places and uh, did a lot of skiing and snowboarding on the weekends and fun yeah it was good good time um while everybody else was going to war though right so that was not a good time because isn't that funny how you looked at that yeah because that's a good time yeah i'm like people pay money to go do <laughs> oh, that yeah. and with us European it was, vacation what, absolutely was, 
I want to go over there where it's miserable. It's miserable. What? <laughs> Why would you want that? Sleep I don't know. <laughs> I want to sleep on the ground. That's think. right. It's weird. It's a different mindset, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you talking about your second deployment with Team 10 or no? Um, yeah. You want to, I mean, so second deployment, um, we, a lot happened that deployment. That was our, you know, we were in the, we were in the same task unit, but we, yeah. were in, we, you know, we went over to Germany the first half and, you know, we were supposed to, we were supposed to switch, switch. out yeah. with the sister platoons until the, you know, until the Hilo went down. When the Hilo went down, we wind up, um, um, yeah, we wind up deploying like, I think within that week. So yeah. you're talking uh, about the, in Red Wing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact. Did I see you in ma- camp? I think. You did. You told I, th- I think. I was the first person you saw. I was going to say, I remember because that. Because you flew into Germany. Right. You were obviously, you know, you were all Did we set that picnic? Is that me and you at that up. picnic table? Yeah. <laughs> that was you? That was me. <laughs> that was me. That's what I thought. That was wow, right? Yep. It was It was really wild. Was remember, because really they, they just carried me to that thrift store. They had me clothes. Well, dude, that just, that whole week was crazy. Was that crazy? I mean, when it went down, I mean, it was sad because we were getting, we, we were deployed and we couldn't find out anything going on. And I, we had to get, we were getting updates from our, our, our wives back in the States, you know, which was, okay, cause how knew, yeah. frustrating right, was that? Right. Which there was nothing really. I mean, I feel like the, the, those days were just paused because they were looking for you. And it was like, oh, it gives me goosebumps too. Yeah, it was just a bad time. I mean, it was, I mean, we never even talked about it. This is the first time I think we've ever like, just talked about it right i mean that week it was like groundhog day it was just yeah we yeah. we stayed i am not gonna lie we stayed drunk from the second it happened until we deployed because we we didn't know what to do like yeah. we were just waiting so what about the picnic table where that was afterwards that was in um <laughs> germany yeah when i got back when y'all saw each other yeah i believe you were with either command psych no, well, it was. Um, yeah, that's no. Go ahead. I believe. Was it? You talking about Dell? Yeah. No, yeah, he was there too. But he's talking about who I was. They were bring because oh. I had to had all this stuff happening to me while I was in the hospital. Yeah. Like they would bring all these everybody to get in my head, talk about all that stuff. Yeah, but you hadn't seen a team guy yet. Not yet. And I think I remember except where, for Dell because he, he was. Yeah, he was. He that's was right. That's right. And they just said thought it would be good. Yep. You know. So yeah. Me they got me out. That was the first time. Me and two other guys went up. Just that's right. To, to and, say, uh, hey. Um, the reason it was so tough on us is because everyone who knew about the op died. So we couldn't get any intel that we would normally be able to get because everyone who had it was, they didn't, so we had to redeploy all the guys in. Then they had to do the, they had to figure out what happened. I'll let you know how quick we worked because everyone else that was already on theater that found me, we were right there with them. But it was tough, man. Yeah, I didn't mean to. To bring that up, but I mean, it's, I mean, that's, you know, that's what happened, right? Yeah. So, like I said, we, we chatted for what, man, a couple of hours. You know, we drove up from, uh, from Bublagin, met you up in, um, God, my brain is so fried. I forgot the base we were at. It's the main base where we uh, Rammstein. Uh, or, uh, which one is it? Rammstein? That might be it. Rammstein? One of those two. <laughs> <laughs> We are two knuckle- <laughs> we are two knuckleheads. They had me in the children's <laughs> wing. I remember that uh, the the doc when I came to, I was kind of one eye in it, and he's like, you know, hey, they were real. They were so great. Yeah, I must have looked a lot worse than I thought. You did. You were covered. Yeah, that's what I thought. You were covered in shit. Yeah, <laughs> head to toe. And then, and then so I, like Jessica Lynch, she was. They kept her in that. That's what they would tell me. Like, hey, this is the secure. They in the, it was a pediatric. That's where they hid me. No, you were covered mm-hmm. in shit, head to toe. Your yep. legs, arms, like you just. It was you, awesome. You were. All cut up. Freaking good time. Just nasty. It did look like an infection. <laughs> you, were, you were a big infection. <laughs> there like one, one big infection that came back. It was rough, but it's right, it good stuff. No, we made it. Yeah, good to talk about yeah. sometimes. Yeah, so that deployment was... Yeah, so we, really? um, you know, we had to plus up the numbers, and so we went over there, and um, we really did. We got, we got to work right away, actually, and um, we were extremely busy. So we worked with... Uh, Canadians and New Zealand soft and we did a ton of you know ton of mountain ops and going back to where they were yeah I mean right right after that you know we yeah. were it was kind of it was wild it was still mm-hmm. it was still buzzing man they had hit of, that nest <laughs> right yeah. so yeah we hit it hard they call they, it the hornet's nest it 
y'all talking about this, it makes, it drives me crazy when I read, like, newspaper articles and these journalists that try and, like, discredit everything. And there's one journalist that, I don't know why he, he gets in my head, but he always writes these articles that, like, Mark, nothing happened to Marcus and, you know, yes, maybe some guys died, but it wasn't that big of a deal. And that part of Afghanistan isn't hostile. And I'm like, fuck you. This really did. How do you prove that to somebody? But hearing your side and, you know, everybody else's side, it just, it makes me so mad if those people, these like insignificant journalists that want to discredit what he went through and what everybody else went through at that time. Um, I don't know. That's just, it's stuck in my head. I don't even worry about something. People are going to talk to me. It's kind of like that's the best form of flattery. I know. (laughs) But those, the tabloids. But I hear, I mean. Trolls. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they write like that so people go study it and and learn what happened. That's kind of how you look at it. That's how. But that time period, there was, that was like hitting the hornet's nest. That was busy. The whole country was busy, you know. Um, There was a lot happening. And it was a lot happening from, you know, obviously a little bit earlier than that, from, you know, I'd say from, you know, 2005, 6 to 2010, 11, it was just nonstop. And 10, 5 and 10. Yeah, it was. We took heavies. So. You know, it was it was like the best and worst times, right? It's the best times, I think, if you're an operator, because that's you know it's what we wanted to do, you know. But of course, now there's a lot of scars from that. But also, it's was, it was the worst times, right? We lost a lot of friends, and but again, I always go back to like you, you know, uh, choose your rate, choose your fate. That's it. We we signed up for it. Signed up so, for it, man. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't take anything back. Nothing. So do, Amber, do things differently. How did you handle that being a mom of some babies, you know, these two babies and you hearing information that your husband doesn't even know yet and it being guys from his team? The whole time was just so surreal to me because it was, of course, it was just so catastrophic, but it also was that, like I mentioned earlier, just the first time that I thought, oh, this really can happen and this is terrible. Plus that was... You know, the helicopter was Marcus's sister platoon, and then the ground element was, he knew, uh, he and Mike Murphy were both from Long Island, so they were and pretty... Bu- and a Buds. And yeah, buds, they were. Yeah. They went to Buds together. So, you know, he had a and lot Hacks of friends. And was 237, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. He had a lot of friends um, that were impacted, and of course, by default, he had a lot of friends of mine, you know, their spouses... Um, who were impacted. So I don't know, it just became, it was kind of, in my mind, it was kind of like game on, you sons of bitches. I didn't ever feel like you've got to stop, you've got to quit. I was actually so proud of him, his teammates, all of you guys. I was so proud to be part of that community at that time. Um, and I was glad that he was able to to do, you know, to deploy and do the work that he I knew he wanted to be doing. And I knew, like, God forbid, if I lost him doing that, he would have been doing exactly what he wanted to be doing. Mm-hmm. So if anything, I think it strengthened my resolve, but it definitely, like, made me grow up overnight. Like, this is not tiddlywinks here. This oh is, like, gosh. for real. That... I, I saw that switch in a couple of times. That's the way it is around here. It's not, no, I don't mind you know, go out there. He's like, get your ass out there and go to work. <laughs> yeah, revenge. Yeah, like. Reckon. Yeah, so then from there, he went to, uh, I, don't, I don't want to talk for you. So you, you talk about <laughs> your own. Oh, shift fire. Way to go, honey. Thank you so much. <laughs> when did you rotate out? Um, when did we rotate out? I don't know. When did, when did you have that party when we came home? October 2005, and then you went right into Green Team. October 2005, yeah. Amber threw a big party when we came home just because, you know, they were excited that we came home after mm-hmm. after what had happened. And Is that where you... So don't, don't say it. Is that we'll tell you, you had, afterwards. Is that where you had the, the CO's wife up in, like, on the keg, in a keg stand at our house in the backyard? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was great. I was, like, I was like an E5 at the time. Yeah. I look out, my wife's got like literally the, 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 uh, the CO's wife up on the keg, like <laughs> kegs in her mouth, like beer is literally spitting all over her and all over the place. So I'm like, oh, man, I'm not sure if this is cool or not. Am I going to get in trouble? 
a lot of people came to that party because it was just, you know, at that time, the community really started to come together. Yeah, I think like everyone was kind of living it. their separate lives. And, you know, we went to like the meetings or the one party. And then it was just suddenly like, okay, this is like a very, very tight unit. This is, a, this is our family. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, everybody was like, Mass Chiefs came over, CO came over. I'm like, this is weird. Like, no, well, it was awesome. don't do that. But I think it was for that reason. I think people were just wanting to get together. And mm-hmm. it's just like when 9 11 happened, brought the country together. Yeah. That was yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 When tragedy strikes, you all have to stick together. Because the longer you're in, because then you, you know them by one degree of separation, we know everybody in the family. Right. And uh, just divided by the coast. So when something like that happens, you know, it just goes, I mean, y'all's network's probably faster than anything come out on the type. Because it just, everyone's in contact, and it's funny how we can find things out pretty quick. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's why what we've been doing, you know, with vets, which we'll get into, has just organically just, it's everybody, we just take care of one another. This whole community just takes care of one another. Um. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I left ten. Uh, went went to another place um, for about five years and did uh, five more combat deployments. And then uh, probably towards the end of I don't know what two thousand two thousand eight was a particularly tough year. It every deployment there, yeah, somebody was not was just coming busy. home. How's there? Yeah, you were there. I was there. It was, uh, again, it was a blur. Like, I, they all mixed together. Yeah. Um, very busy, running really hard. And uh, I, I guess just towards the end of 2010. From 2008 to 2010, it was really well, I'm just Yeah, I'm just trying to think of, like, when, you know, I just didn't, just didn't start feeling good. 2008, you know? he lost his best friend, Josh. He flew Josh's body home. And then I just, I feel like from when you came home, home from that deployment, when you brought Savvy home. My dog. My dog. <laughs> he found an Afghan dog mm. and brought it home as a working dog. We would call him Savage, except it was a female, so we had to call him Savvy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Charlie. Charlie's like Savage. Charlie's <laughs> like, I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> I make myself known here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, from, that, from the time you got home from that deployment to the time that you decided to be an instructor and take a break. It was pretty tough. I yeah. think Josh's death triggered that. Yeah. Well, I mean, to some extent. Yeah, I mean, I think really when the when the Hilo went down, uh, it's the first time I went like, wait a minute, we can actually we can get killed doing this. Like, I thought we, we you know, we just wore body armor, we were fine. I thought the same. I literally thought that I'm like, wait and a minute, y'all are we, invincible. we can get hurt doing this. Yeah. Like, no, no, we're invincible. Nothing could happen to us. Um, so that's kind of the beginning, and. Yeah, it was just time to take just some, a break for me. You know, I envy the guys that can that are in 20 and 30 years and can keep going. But for me, just something wasn't, you know, right. Um, I was looking for a change. Uh, I wasn't happy at the time. Um, I was already seeing a psychologist in um, 2010. And it was just, uh, yeah, it was like, let's go do something different. I went to OCS for about two and a half minutes. Um, just on the recommendation from the CO, he thought that yeah. was a good, and there was no, there was no business for me being there. At that <laughs> Literally. Literally. Um, I showed up and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, they're teaching me how to fold my underwear again. And mm-hmm. He got home from deployment, like his seventh combat deployment and turned around and went to OCS like two weeks later. It was, it, that was such Where'd a bad you go? idea. Was it Pensacola? No, it was, uh. Newport, I think it was Newport. Oh, so Mojo went to OCS, OCS in Pensacola right before it switched. Yeah, yeah, you I said the I same went, thing. Yeah, I, I literally went there, slept the first night, woke up, and I remember I was they were I was reading was it eleven general orders of yeah, the century? Yeah. Literally reading it. That was eleven. I think it was eleven, twelve. We're so bad. Well, whatever. Hey, I'm not. We're not anymore. So we're not, we're allowed to forget. I remember sitting on More the floor, <laughs> trying to, trying to sit. Indian style, because you had to sit that way. You couldn't sit against the wall, but I couldn't sit because my back was wrecked. And I couldn't read, like, and I t- remember taking the book and literally flinging it across the room. And I'm like, this is fucking stupid. I'm like, who's in charge here? I got up. I was like, who's in charge? They're like, huh? I'm like, who's in charge? They're like, oh, Lieutenant so and so. So I went over and I'm like, hey, um, yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to do this. This is, uh, this is stupid. 
And uh, I think I'm going to go back to my old command because that makes more sense. And everyone was like so confused, you know, like, wait, you can't do that. You can't talk to him that way. Like you can't, you have to raise your hand. I'm like, shut the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I went and talked to the, uh, I guess it was 03 or whatever it was running at the time. I just told him like, hey, here's my story. Like just, I'm going to go back to the place I was at. And I just, you know, I need some downtime. Like, yeah, no problem. Now, usually we keep people here for like 13 or 15 weeks, but like, you, you're, you're good. Oh you, can go to, you can go tomorrow. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> oh so gosh. I went back and everyone's like, what happened? I'm like, yeah, it wasn't for me. <laughs> oh so we gosh. left. We left we Virginia left. Beach. Yeah, we left. We'd we been there for about 10 years yeah. and yeah. Uh, we went to the West Coast and he was an instructor. Yeah, I was an instructor for the first phase for about a year and a half. I hated it. Honestly, like I was... I was just in a bad place. I didn't didn't want to be there. Is that when Mikey Sowers was in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was and... great working with him because he's so talented. That guy. Um, so it's anything that needed to be done, I just asked Mikey. And was Ray an instructor then? He was Mendoza. not. Ray Ray Cash Cash uh, Mendo Mendoza. Oh. Ray, uh, you know what? He, I knew Ray. Um, I'm trying to think if because I'm thinking that timeline. 2000, it was right around that time. 2010 yeah. is when we met and married, and he took me out there a couple of times, and that's I remember Ray Mendoza and um, a good crew. Mikey Sowers. First. 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 He was. I yeah. mean, I just met him. I definitely was with Mikey Sowers. Yeah, yeah we were, and yeah. um, and Dave Bloom. Yeah, we were all in. And, oh yeah. Yeah, and, and they got they showed me the uh, the cartoons. The vet yeah. students do like the they make them do these cartoons, and I thought that was so funny. They're good. Some of them it's good. Crazy how I, many bus classes have talented artists? Oh, no, they're like, great. Yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. Like yeah. they're like draw so from Disney good. kind of guys. Yeah. What are you doing yeah. in the they're so good. You know, All these names you mentioned is, is great. Dave Bloom's so good to work with. These guys are just yeah, he's all awesome. amazing dudes. Oh yeah. my gosh. But yeah. um, yeah, so I'll tell you a funny cartoon story. So we get the first class. Um, there you go. The first class. Um, somebody like right out of college was at OCS when I was there, was in that buds class. And when I showed up, he's checking in. I'm like, hey, we'll just call him Joe. I was like, hey, Joe, what's going on? He's like, oh, oh my God, uh, Mark is chief, chief. I'm like, you can call me Chief Capone now. Like, oh my <laughs> he was gosh. just checking. It was so funny. He actually, we're actually really good friends now. But the funny part is you're talking about the cartoons. So here I am, first phase uh, first phase chief and not, not the first phase chief, but a chief. And they, they make a, uh, they make a cartoon and it's, it's chief Capone ringing the bell at OCS. Oh <gasps> my God. Do you have that? <laughs> they keep them. Well, I know, yeah, but I, I mean, think they may, they may have it. I wish I did. Um, you know, they didn't pay the man for that at all. Really? That is, oh, yes, that's they a did. funny one. Oh, that's <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, so for people that don't know, like the um, Buzz students draw like a a comic or a cartoon about something that's going on in the class at the time or making fun of one of the instructors or some of the other students or whatever. And when I saw these, I'm like, these should be or something, but it's not. It's, it's like totally... a far side calendar, oh, right? They're good. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're it's... good. And you always take the best artists in class, that, so yeah. that it's really good. Yeah, it's amazing how many artists are oh, so going good. through we, butts. We had, so really, we had an incredible... I wasn't one of those. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if you're the worst artist, you get to do the pool covers at the first thing in the morning. That's where I was at. Oh, dude, we had the artists had the best, man. They just like I gotta go draw the comic. Like I better be good. Yeah. Four hours later. Four. Yeah. Four hours later, everyone's dying, freezing their ass off. Where's the artist? Oh, he's finishing he's up his doing work. doing his thing. Don't mess with him. Because <laughs> yeah. they, they would like, I mean, because sometimes they would uh, write in verbiage. Uh-huh. And it, it literally was. I sat there for like right, an the far hour looking at these comics. Stories. And they have them for, for years. Like, I think it's all of them. Like, they've yeah. got. Yeah, we still have our, like, our book. And they're in there. But I wonder talk if Talk about class morale. Like, pick up. It's really yeah, cool. It's really I wonder if there's ever been any like any classes with just shit artists that draw stick figures. Stick figures. <laughs> that would be no. Me. We had shit. they'll roll somebody back from the previous <laughs> class. I, I, I mean, can say his name. We had Rich Graham. He was fantastic. Oh, he's so talented. Matter of fact, he put he 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 gave me my first tattoo. Well, my first uh, bone frog tattoo. I just no. said, Rich, just. Make it as big as you can that you feel comfortable doing. Like, I, you can't screw this up. In his up. living room. But I was like, just do sure. it as, as big as you can. Because, you know, a lot of guys have, like, these smaller ones. Like, no, no, no. I want the biggest bone frog tattoo that oh you can my make. Gosh. Like, if you can cover, like, it's my whole body. It's literally this big. It's huge. Oh, my gosh. Um, but he did it. 
And uh, Rich is a great dude. So that's the way it was Mojo when I were, we were getting the Trident. On our, we, my, my brother and I stand together, it makes the burn. And um, I remember we went in there. It was the only time we were both together. And the guy, he lay, he, we were on the chairs and we we're like, all right, draw it out. Kind of, we, went, we just showed him the, the picture. Like, it needs to look like this, but then kind of hide it and, and, and all this. And the first one he draws out, the wing was kind of like right here. It, it just kind of looked like one of those. Like it was little. Like a little bitty, like Mama Tried kind of thing. Like, Mama, <laughs> Mama Tried. Like, my mom tried and got it done. Right? <laughs> so Mojo's like, I want that thing across my back. You know, the wings <laughs> on a, a, of the eagle stretch all the way across both he and I's back. Sure. And um, I just got a flash of like Cal Naughton and Ricky Bobby when you just, just like said that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine them two. <laughs> the dude and Walter. You know, because Mojo and I were split right down the middle. Stepbrothers? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. And um, call me a dragon. Call me a Nighthawk. <laughs> Uh, he, oh my gosh. he drew out the stencil first to make sure we would have to go back and get it. So the whole p first part of it was, was just laying there for that freaking stencil. And we were diving so much. You know, you're supposed to get in the water, especially salt water after you get near yep. Yep. So every uh. time we would come out of the water, it'd just be bleeding. My whole body would be black. Oh from all so we'd have to go back in there and he'd just go to work. And finally, it took forever. But we got it done. Is that in Hawaii or St. Yeah, Hawaii. Mm. <laughs> all, everything else is done by the nobody, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, got some Joey Nobody. Too. Shout out to Joey Nobody, Joey Virginia Nobody. Beach, the best tattoo artist yeah. on the planet. That's what I tell people. Like, hey, you, in, our, in our community, or when I'm walking around, people like, so who does your ink? And I'll say nobody. And like, oh whatever, man. You don't want to tell me his name? I'm like, no. What's if his you Instagram? Stand close war enough, art. War paint. War, war paint. Yeah, I was like, this is not. This is what it is. War paint. War paint. So if you fight hard enough, no one will. Nobody will show up. <laughs> he, he drew all these out. I didn't. He's like, I he's got your awesome. ink. Come get it. He's awesome. Amber went there uh, before one deployment. Or, no, that was you, a Christmas present. I yeah. I was always trying to come up with a you know fun Christmas fun, fun gifts when Marcus was on deployment, and so I gave him an idea and he drew it up. And then when Marcus, I framed it and sent it to him. And then when Marcus got back, he went in and got it. Oh, cool. Right yeah, it was cool. A little dark. Do you have a bruise? Yeah, oh, from, from my your freaking COVID shot. My Moderna <laughs> COVID vaccine last week. I got, I got the same demon right there. Jacked me up. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Did nobody do that? Mm-hmm. Started right there. Yeah. Well, you know what? When something takes root in the SEAL teams, it's like game on. And, and when you're good. And you're a good person. Hey, yeah, dude, he's, he's a good person. Yeah, does nobody exist? Yes, he does. He's a really good dude. He's real. <laughs> he is. What real. kind of name is nobody? I think it's awesome. Like I know what you're talking about. Right? <laughs> Where's nobody from? I don't know. So, um, I guess where are we at now? On the West Coast? Instructor duty? Yeah, instructor duty. And then, um, your first phase, I just, it wasn't me. Like, I don't, you know, I'm too nice. Like, I don't like yelling at people. And, you know, I went from like zero to like a a thousand so i would like say nothing just mind you know like kind of be safety officer manage everything and then oh, those are the worst and then that one that one thing would just like piss me off and i like would lose my mind like i body slammed a student like right in front of the flagpole like on his back well his he had his name was harris huh? right and he's probably listening to this now his name was harris you know and we had lost josh and Josh was like my best bro. And, and Josh's last name was Harris. And Josh's last name was Harris. And I was watching this kid Harris and I was completely zoned in on him. And he was, you know, he was slacking. He was like, he, he was just cheating. And I saw him coming out of the water when everyone's sprinting. He was like, you know, half-assing it, half-assing it. And so I, I walk over to him, right? And I don't say anything. I just grab this dude, lift him up in the air. This is a student body slam him on his back in the sand everybody just like stops what they're doing the instructors are like what the fuck is he doing i put my knee on his chest all right guys we're gonna leave you hanging on the edge of your seats because this podcast is just too good we are gonna break it up give you guys a part two. So make sure you come back next week for the second part of the interview with Marcus and Amber Capone. We are so grateful to have had them. Their story is amazing. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, really anywhere you get your podcast. That way you can be notified the moment we drop the next episode, which will be next week. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. If you haven't already, guys, follow us on social media, teamneverquit.com slash social. You can follow me, Marcus, Morgan, Melanie, all of us, the whole team, see what we've got going on. 
We've got some brand new hats in the shop. You should check them out. They are really cool. They're leather patch hats. I love them. There's a bunch of new colors. They're going to go fast. Jump on there. And if you want to, head over to patreon.com slash teamneverquit. Consider supporting us. We are so grateful for those of you that do. Our Patreon members are who allow us to put out new episodes every single week. And we just couldn't thank you guys enough. We'll see you guys next week for the part two of Marcus and Amber Capone. Mm-hmm.